or welcome back to Do Ladies Do That. I'm Molly. And I'm Becca. And we're just two queer women who want us to take our discussions about LGBTQ plus media out of the DMs and into a podcast. This week we're discussing the fourth episode of the third series of Black Mirror, San Junipero, which is set in 1987, or so we think in the party town of San Junipero, where we meet Yorkie and Kelly. It's later revealed that San Junipero is in fact a simulated world where people who are dying or have died can live forever. What did you think when you first started watching the episode? Because like, with Black Mirror episodes, it takes a while to unfill what's actually going on a lot of the time. Yeah. Did you have any idea of what, what the episode was going to be about? No. So, full disclosure... To all this, I have never seen any episodes of Black Mirror. None. Really? So I watched this one, and all I really knew was that it had this sci-fi aspect. Mm -hmm. So the whole start of the episode, the first time I watched, I was trying to figure out what was sci-fi about. I was like, right, somebody's dead. And I watched with a friend, so I was like, that person's dead. No, that person's dead. No, somebody's dead. (laughs) They were laughing at me, because they were like, why do you just think everybody's dead? And I was like, because it's something to do with sci-fi and I can't figure it out, so somebody has to be dead. I remember thinking so often, like, what does midnight have to do with any of this? What's going on? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until Wes, I think his name is, says that he saw Kelly in 2001, and then it goes to midnight, goes to a week later, and Kylie Minogue's playing, and I was like, oh my god, they're time-travelling! Yeah. Because we'd gone from 80s pop to early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And somewhere in between, Ironic was playing on the TV, which I think is 96. But I didn't pick up on these little song changes the first time I watched. I knew, obviously, they were older songs, but I didn't pick up on the time difference in them until Kylie Minogue played. And the only reason that I would have known is because I used to sing it when I was tiny. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I used to sing this in, like, 2001. <laughs> You've also got to, like, keep an eye out on the fashion changes and the different fashion statements of the different eras, and that's what kept me intrigued, because I was thinking, you know, you can de- you can tell when it's the 80s because of the statement pieces, and then I couldn't tell whether it was, like, late 90s or early 2000s with the Kylie Minogue one, but obviously you said 2001, so that makes sense. Yeah. I think I've watched it about three times, but every single time I watch it, it's usually like a year in between and I completely forget what it's about. So it's like watching it with new eyes every single time. So I was watching it again a couple of nights ago and I was like, I remember this scene, but then the next scene after that, I'm like, oh, that's a complete blur. And it's, it's like you get the same element of surprise every single time. I love it. I've never gotten that from any other TV show episode or whatever, but some reason anything with black mirror it's so smart that i just forget what's going on yeah i really enjoyed it so i do think that i'll go back and watch the other ones yeah they are good but a lot of the reviews and stuff that i was reading to try and develop my discussion about it was like this is the only happy one and i was like oh yeah (laughs) i don't know if i want to watch them now but i i enjoyed this and yeah, I think it's really good. I'm not going to lie, when I first started watching it the other the other night, even though I've watched it before, complete, as I say, I completely forgot what happened. And when they're in the arcade, for some reason, I thought that it was something to do with, like, they were in the arcade games, like, do you know, like, Wreck-It Ralph? Oh, yeah. 
for real I was like oh <laughs> the whole time trying to figure out what was going on so I was like right okay somebody's dead somebody's a ghost somebody's not real but then you find out later that they're all not real and then in the <laughs> games I was like right she flinched at that car crash so it's something to do with a car crash and is she dead because of a car crash <laughs> I was like oh this is yeah. so weird but I loved it but it was weird it's yeah, I absolutely adore it. It's it is probably one of the only happy episodes. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, a lot of them end up, yeah, not so great, but they're, they're just so interesting to watch and it just blows your mind. Like these ideas that like ugh, people can come up with and just put into put into action. Well, it's one of those shows that when I was saying like you have to think about. Yeah. So I'd have to be in, like, the mood to watch it to be able to think about it and analyse it, but... Yeah, definitely. I think because it's not like... It's not like a full series, every episode's like a mini film. I could probably do mm-hmm. that. Whereas if it was, like, eight episodes where I had to constantly think about it and try and analyse it and figure out what was going on, I'd be like, no, sorry. Not for me. Yeah, and with Black Mirror, you think you, you've got the right end of the stick and then something happens and you're like, oh... Maybe I was wrong this entire time. Yeah. What I really enjoyed about this one is obviously the LGBTQ plus storyline. I don't know. I just, I really love Yorkie. Yeah. Can we talk about how perfect Mackenzie Davis is in the show? Right. I did not realise that was Mackenzie Davis until yesterday. And I was thinking, (laughs) I've watched this so many times and obviously I hadn't watched happiest season mm-hmm. when I last watched it and I still didn't recognise it and then I was googling and I was like oh my god that is Mackenzie Davis yeah well I find myself drawing similarities between Harper and Yorkie yeah and just the awkwardness of their demeanour and there was one scene where Harper in the happiest season is quite angry towards Abby and then there was a scene where Yorkie was quite angry towards Kelly mm-hmm. and I think that character is so well done. I don't know why I draw similarities like that, but it just it just happens. When we first see Yorkie, obviously we don't know about the whole I don't really know what to call it, the whole simulation they're in. So I just thought she was out for the first time and she was trying to figure out her sexuality. I thought she was on holiday. <laughs> because she's like, Yeah, it's my first night here. Yeah. And I'm like, your first night in the nightclub? I thought she'd just moved to the city. Yeah, something like on yeah. holiday, just moved there. I was like, I don't, I don't get what sci-fi about. I don't understand. There's little bits and pieces which don't make sense until you get to around like middle to end of the episode. See, when I watched after, if something isn't put in front of me, I don't understand it like sci-fi wise I don't understand it yeah so when I watched the second time I was like oh he said that because of that she did this because of that whereas when I watched it the first time and had no idea none of that clicked yeah because the information wasn't in my head when I watched it Mm -hmm. so with the the car crash and or when they run off the road and Yorkie's hyperventilating and Kelly thinks it's hilarious I was like this isn't that's not funny like, that's quite scary, but nobody can die there because they're all dead or testing it out or in this. I thought she just had, like, an anxiety disorder. <laughs> I mean, probably. 
<laughs> like I just thought that it was just a difference in personalities because Kelly's sort of wild and free spirited, whereas Yorkie's a lot more anxious and inside herself and you know introverted. Mm-hmm. So I just thought it was because I know for a fact I'd probably be Yorkie in the situation. <laughs> Like having a panic attack if I was in her position. Yeah, and that's why I was like, I don't understand why she's finding this so funny. Like, yeah. th- this is actually scary. I don't get it. And I didn't put that together until afterwards. And then when she flinches at the car crash in the video game at the start and the guy's like, oh, that's the only game to have ever done whatever he says. How did he know that? And those are things that I picked up on after. And I think if I was to watch it again, I'd pick up on more stuff. The first time I realised that the sci-fi element to it was when she was sitting on the roof and, like, dangling off the edge. And Kelly said, I hope you've got your pain receptors off. And I was like, "Okay, that's not normal. Was that before or after she'd been to that place with the snake when she goes to the different bar and the woman's got the snake? That was after she went to Quagmire, I think. Yeah, because I think that's when I thought something was weird about it. Like something was different. The thing about Quagmire is that I think that's meant to show to resemble hell. Mm-hmm. Whereas San Junipero is like heaven and bliss and nothing bad happens here. Yeah. But when she's on the roof and she something about pain receptors because Kelly thinks she's gonna like jump off and she asks how many people here are dead and Kelly says yeah. like eighty to eighty five percent and I was like, what? What's going on? Yeah. That's when I was like, oh, they're all dead. Mm -hmm. But I knew somebody was dead. I said it the whole time. I don't know why, but somebody's dead. (laughs) See, initially I thought it was Kelly who was just like a time traveller. And so it was sort of a one night only thing because she had to go to different time zones. But I thought she was the only one who could do it. Mm -hmm. I thought it was going to be some thing where she comes back and visits her in that certain timeline but she always has to go and I I sort of got that line of thought but if I'd thought like that which I hadn't I would have thought Yorkie because she was so awkward and like out of place and then again Yorkie did say it's her first time here yeah yeah Yorkie you can tell there's some sort of like trauma or insecurity about how she's perceived and you know Kelly makes comments about like how she looks and you can see it like genuinely like upsets her understandably when Kelly talks to Yorkie, mm-hmm. they're just introducing themselves. She's like, Kelly, Yorkie, and Kelly's like, oh, like the dog breed. My first thought was the chocolate bar. <laughs> and do you know how the slogan was like, not for girls? Yeah. So I was like, oh, is this like the homophobia that she faced? Is this like the distance between how she's supposed to be? <laughs> you really reached. But at the same time, I get where you're coming from. I don't know why. But in my head, I was like, oh, I remember those chocolate bars being in my nan's fridge. And I was told that I wasn't allowed them and then snuck a piece later. (laughs) I just linked that to like the homophobia and the not being comfortable and being told that you can't be something. Yeah. Can't have something. I don't know. I reached maybe, but... Yeah, you could be on something though. You can't, you know, it's all up to interpretation. I just really wanted to touch on how one comment or one reaction can permanently cause irreversible effects because we find out that Yorkie became a quadriplegic because she was in a car accident, hence why she flinched at the arcade machine and wasn't comfortable when her and Kelly were driving. Yeah. Like that one comment from her parents or the bad reaction from her parents when she came out as a lesbian to them. 
completely changed the course of her life because she got into an accident because of how they reacted and was in a vegetative state for 40 years because of that. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it goes to show that if you have a bad reaction to someone coming out, like it could literally just cause irreversible effects. And I like that they sort of touched on that, like she wasn't just ill like Kelly was and there was a deeper reasoning behind it and even though in real life she was like 61 or something like that maybe a bit older in the simulation in San Junipero she was so unsure of herself and she was so shy and questioning her sexuality and well not questioning sexuality but questioning how Kelly was so open and confident about it because she never got the chance to be because as soon as she came out she was faced with anger and a bad response and then that was the end of her life as she knew it yeah even though she was older in real life and it'd been like 40 years, she was still 21 in her brain. Yeah, and I think that made for the awkwardness yeah. at the start when Kelly's like, let's go and dance and everybody's dancing and she's like, I, I can't dance like any of them and I'm not like them or whatever it was that she was saying. You're just like, mm-hmm. oh, mm, why? Like, why is she so insecure in it? And then you find out about what her parents said and then you find out that she's in this coma and everything else so like yes she can't move like them in the real world like in life life but she can move like them in San Junipero because anything can happen yeah and because it was a first day there or first night there trying to figure out what was going on (laughs) yeah trying to figure out what she can and what she can't do what the boundaries are there what I'm trying to like discover is how did she why was it only her first day there like how did she consent to that because obviously when she's euthanized it's because she gets married to Kelly and she gives the consent. So after all this time, why is it only her first night there? Yeah, Kelly's been part of the trial for a while. You know that. Yeah. I think it's Tucker's as well. The bar's called Tucker's and then the hospital trial centre, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, is Tucker's. But I don't know. It's some sort of... It's Tucker's, but it's not. Yeah. And why was it only... Yorkie's like first time in the simulation and like after 40 years because it had been around for a while because Kelly's husband died two years prior and he didn't want to be part of it. Oh yeah, I didn't know if he didn't want to be part of it or if it wasn't about then. Hmm, true. Because didn't he have the option? I don't don't know because I think she said if he had the option. No, because he said that he didn't want to because he wanted to be with with the daughter and the daughter didn't have the chance back then. Oh, yeah. 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 So I'm curious how, like, the selection process was decided. It's not like she could have agreed to it. Yorkie could have agreed to it. I wonder if maybe, like, the fiancé, the nurse guy. Greg. Yeah, him. I thought he was dead at first because she was like, my fiancé, but it's complicated. I was like, he's dead. But (laughs) I thought it was going to be, like, a Carol situation. Oh, you haven't even watched it, no mind. I've not watched Mm. it. Spoiler alert. I wonder if he was like, let's put her to this because she deserves to have a life and whatever it is. If, if, she, if it was like 40 years ago when she went into the coma, when she like travelled to different eras, like she wouldn't have actually lived them eras. Yeah, but what year is it? It's futuristic, isn't it? It's, it's in the future. Anyways, scrap that, scrap that, scrap that. <laughs> okay, what's your favourite scene? My favourite scene is The Proposal. Beaches are supposed to be this like image of relaxation and comfortable and peaceful and having the proposal 
Kelly and Yorkie's proposal at this beach house in this peaceful place now that we know that she's only getting married for the sake of passing over I think kind of summarised the whole relationship Mm -hmm. because even though they had like their arguments and Kelly was avoiding her and didn't want to speak to her and all that different thing when they were like travelling through time and it was like 96 and then it was 2001 type thing there was this peacefulness at the beach Mm -hmm. and the beach house was where they shared this moment it's like the first time they had sex and stuff and well, it was it was Yorkie's first time in general. Yeah. There was just a lot of like serenity and like calmness in it. It was such a contrast to the nightclub and also everything that happened in Yorkie's life. I think that summarised the whole thing because Kelly was this place of support. Mm-hmm. I know it's, it feels quite... When I'm saying this, I'm like, oh yeah, it's this place of support and comfort and everything. But it feels quite rushed that it was in an hour's time. But it wasn't because it was over weeks and yeah yeah but that was that was my favorite scene one of them i don't know if this is anyone else's favorite scene because it is a point of conflict in the episode but when kelly sort of explodes on her and says about how the like the reasoning behind why she doesn't want to live in san junipero permanently and she wants to pass over yeah i think angst is always such a great thing and that was my favorite scene i've in my notes written down that scene there and then i saw the proposal and i changed my mind (laughs) (laughs) with kelly there's a lot more underneath the surface than she lets on and you can see by yorkie's reaction that it's like she wasn't expecting it and also you've got to take into account that Yorkie hasn't had much life experience so she's very I don't want to say selfish but she might she might not consider that Kelly's had a life because Kelly's what the same age as her technically but she's had like 40 years worth of life whereas Mm -hmm. Yorkie's just been in like a vegetative state so I think it's only right that she is selfish in a way because she doesn't consider, oh, what about her husband and what about the life she had with her husband? And she doesn't think about any of that because in that moment, it's just them two. It's just mm-hmm. Kelly and Yorkie and no one else is important. Yeah. Oh, my other favourite scene is when Kelly goes to see her in the hospital. It's a very futuristic hospital as well. And meets Greg. Oh, Greg, I love him. I'm, I'll marry him myself. Because he was so sweet. He's so sweet. He's just like, yeah, I'm just trying to make sure she's all right. Yeah, and obviously she had to get consent from someone else to pass over to, in order to euthanise Yorkie. Mm-hmm. See, I didn't know what that white liquid thing was until I read up about it because I just thought, like, it was their time to go. It was a natural thing. At the end, when heaven is a place on earth plays again i remember that i played at the beginning as well and i was like that's such a good song to have for this episode the music choice throughout is so good exquisite because they have heaven is a place on earth at the start and at the end at the start it's like setting the scene this is the year mm. blah, blah 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 party town you've got like funky town coming in later there's girlfriend in a coma plays the smiths which is obviously, we don't know at the time, but it obviously is to link to Frankie in real time. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Can't Get You Out of My Head while <laughs> Frankie's just been to like three, four different years trying to find... Yeah. Yeah, I, I loved it. It was exquisite, to say the least. So I've been really into Netflix parties recently. I've never used Netflix party. But I, oh, we're going to have oh, to do oh it. Oh my gosh, should we? We're going to have to. 
with something that we've never seen we have to watch it so we're both doing it at the same time yeah I like watching films with people who have never seen them before and I have and I like watching films for the first time and so you can see their reaction yeah and it's really good and I do it like just all the watch parties we'll do it on Disney or Prime or Amazon Amazon Prime you know what I mean Netflix yeah whatever we can get on and it's so nice to have a conversation at the same time it's not like it's distracting in any way because it's not a proper conversation you're just typing and it's right in front of you next to the screen so yeah I watched this with a friend and the whole time as I said they were laughing at me because I was like the fiance's dead she's dead somebody else is dead trying to figure out what's going on (laughs) and have they watched it before no, we were both watching it for the first time. Oh. And then the next morning we had like a full conversation about the different things that we'd picked up on. And in their first watch, they'd picked up on Yorkie flinching at the car three times, whereas mm-hmm. I'd picked up on it the once. But I just, I love having a conversation. And I feel like I pay more attention if I do get distracted, because I'm really good with movies getting distracted. I've been watching Schindler's List for three weeks now because I watched like 10 minutes and then I get distracted and have to go and do something else but nobody wanted to watch a three hour film with me but I really want to watch it so I like having this Netflix party because then if I do get distracted I literally will just write out what I'm seeing on the screen so I'm still paying attention Mm -hmm. do you know when you just like smash everything that's going on like if you're tweeting or whatever yeah that's just what I do in this chat because then I'm still paying attention. I don't even know what works, this whole Netflix party thing, because nobody would watch anything with me. We'll do one. We'll watch We're one. We're going to plan it. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I loved the story. And I think it's such a cute story. Even though you had that worry if if Kelly was going to pick Yorkie, like come back after the argument, and then the relief when she did, and they got a happy ending. And I say this every time, but happy ending so comforting to me. It's wild how like... As I say, you've not watched the Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, eventually. But most of them, a lot of them aren't the happiest of endings. So it's interesting to see that the one with the happy ending is to queer women. Especially sci-fi and it being queer. When you have queer and sci-fi in the same show, film, whatever, book, there's a death, always. And there, there was, but there wasn't. Speaking of sci-fi... And, and queer women have you ever watched humans no i think we should do an episode on some of the relationships in humans like the queer relationship in humans okay i will i will add that to my never-ending list <laughs> in the last week i've added six shows to this list and i still haven't finished station 19 i haven't watched that yet oh it's so good i mean i watched Grey's before it and that took forever have you watched it all all of Grey's, yeah oh my god and now I'm on season four of Station 19. See, I can't watch Grey's Cal just self-diagnose. <laughs> so it's like, I'm not allowed to watch it. Otherwise, I'll convince uh, myself I've got this like rare disease and that's just won't be great, will it? So <laughs> <laughs> having like sci-fi mixed with a queer storyline or queer people, oh, it, it, I think that might be my new favourite drama. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to have to add it to my list because you have pretty solid taste in films and stuff. Oh, that's confident to put on my CV. <laughs> <laughs> How many stars would you give it? Out of 10, I'd give it a 10. Really? Yeah. Damn, bro. I, it was pretty good, yeah. It's a solid 10. I can't think of anything that I didn't like about it. I thought the angst was perfect. I thought it, it just captured both characters really well. And... I liked how 
they showed that Kelly was more extroverted and out there and wild and free-spirited, whilst Yorkie was, like, the complete opposite, but it, but it worked. I also like that it ended on just them living their fraternity. Like, there wasn't... You, could, you can just imagine them now and be like, oh, I wonder what they're doing now, because they could still be there. And they're not even going to age. Yeah, exactly. Well, I assume you don't age there. No, I don't think you do. That's what I mean. There was this death because it was sci-fi, but they weren't because they were together in like the afterlife. Yeah. I, I love the whole idea of afterlife. Me too. I don't know if it's an idea or a notion or whatever you want to call it, but I love it in general. There's a series on Netflix called Surviving Death and the OA is based on near-death experiences and I just think it's so interesting. And I don't know what I believe in. Mm-hmm to be completely honest, but it's so intriguing to me that we don't know. Like, we don't know if it's real. It might be, might not be, but we could die to figure out. But then how are we going to come back and tell anybody if it's real or not? Because we'll be dead. And I just think that's so interesting. Yeah, I've just got so many different... I don't actually have a solid belief. I just... I have different things that have been, like, taught to me, like, you know, heaven and then heaven and hell. And then on the other hand, I'm like, ooh, reincarnation. And then on the other hand, I'm like, afterlife, which isn't, like heaven but it's like heaven but not the whole idea of the afterlife is so interesting to me and i can't believe it took me so long to watch this given that that was the whole thing about it i felt like you would like it when i found out that we were watching it i was like yeah this seems like right up your street yeah i don't i don't know what it is about it i don't know death is just so interesting to me and i i hate the unknown and i don't know if that's where it comes from oh also i'd give it nine out of ten stars <laughs> but right, the only reason it loses a star is because I got so frustrated that I didn't figure out what was happening. Well, that's on you. <laughs> I don't like when I don't click to what's going on. And I didn't. Oh, well then, good luck watching the rest of Black Mirror because you were, you just won't click what's yeah, going on. Well. <laughs> it's going to be painful for you to watch. Sometimes I like it, but I felt a little bit of pressure to get it right. Yeah. But... Yeah, I loved it, but I got frustrated with it because I didn't figure it out. So it lost a star for that. Mm -hmm. But other than that, very, very good. And that's a pretty high rating. Yeah, it is. It's good. I really enjoyed it. I just didn't like that I couldn't figure it out. Be quicker. I know. Be smarter. I know. (laughs) I need to think more out out in space, up in the... Out out of the box. Out of the box, up in space. Yeah. What do you call it? I don't know. I'm just making it up. Anyway. (laughs) Say Molly... Do ladies do that? Here's the thing. You meant to say no. You meant to say no because we had this discussion where we needed yeah, something where you say no to. Yeah, well, I thought about this and I was like, could I say no? But <sighs> sapphics are dramatic enough to die for each other. That's what this episode needs to be titled. <laughs> <laughs> sapphics are dramatic enough to die for each other. I'm going to get that tattooed. <laughs> Especially in TV. Especially in TV. Because... I think I've seen maybe three or four storylines. I know there's one in Grey's Anatomy. There's this one. There's mentions of it in the L word. There's loads of moments or mentions of it where people were like, would you not die for somebody? Would you die for this person? Would you? Mm -hmm. Why? Why are you so dramatic? (laughs) So yes. Yes, they would because we are portrayed as very dramatic. I'm going with yes. But in real life, I've never known queer people to actually die for each other it's just how we're portrayed <laughs> i'm sure it happens i think they portray it like that is because of the like deep emotional connection that a lot of queer people have and i think it is due to us being queer and and like being able to relate on, on a more emotional level than 
Yeah, because they think women are weak. <laughs> oh my god, not this. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it is, but what I have written, I wanted to say no, but sapphics are dramatic. I'm sure they would die for each other. <laughs> I didn't know where to go from there. But the whole San Junipero thing, that's a definite no, because that, that just couldn't happen. But, okay, I get what you mean. The whole sci-fi aspect, no, but... It wasn't a bad if you take if you strip it down and make it like realistic. It wasn't a bad queer queer story because you had the homophobia, even though it wasn't like it was a huge thing, but it wasn't yeah. a huge part of the story. It was like background story, so you had that. It's interesting how even though Kelly and her husband marry for like forty years, was it decided against going to be with him or like to do the same thing as he did for someone she met. Yeah. I mean, I think when you have a connection with somebody, you do, but I don't know if I'd die for anybody. Sorry. I think it was a difference between, like, for Kelly, it was, like, the unknown. She didn't believe in what her husband believed in, I don't think. Yeah. And the name the name thing the on the, on the headstone, because hers was a lot brighter than theirs, and obviously that could just be because it's old. It could also be because she's in San Junipero and they're not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just gonna. This is gonna be my first like official no for do ladies do that. But at the same time, see, this is where we go wrong because we always make exceptions. We need a no, like a solid no. Yeah, yeah. This, okay, this is gonna be my solid no. But I'm sorry, Becca. <laughs> I get what you mean. I'm not joining the whole... you there because there's too many storylines in TV. Yeah, but if that's in TV. I've never actually known like lesbians or queer people to like genuinely die for each other. That's a bit dramatic, Gemma. Do you know what I mean? Like. Demi Lovato sang about it. They have a whole song. What song? Cool for the summer. Kiss one another, die for each other. We're cool for the summer. <laughs> I just thought that was metaphorical, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> when they I sang mean, that, I, I was just is. like... Mm. I think it is. But I'm sorry, but I am... Uh, I really want to, but I can't. I hope you know that the title of this has got to be... It will, don't you worry. That tickled me, that. <laughs> <laughs> that's everything for this week so we hope you enjoyed this episode join us next time where we will be talking about feel good which is a two well currently two seasons on netflix and channel four so if you haven't watched that go give it a watch you can find us on instagram and twitter at dldt podcast for all our updates our instagram's a little messy just now because we are just working on some i guess rebranding really trying to figure out how we want our space to look but other than that you can find us there you can listen to us on spotify or apple podcast wherever you get your podcasts and we will see you next time when we will continue the question do ladies do that i was trying to figure out wait what were we talking about <laughs> <laughs>